Well, I suppose we better get started then. If it's, if it's just you on. and me, then hopefully it's going to be an average length show for people to listen to. Well, it'll be something. It will. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Pearlty, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! So welcome to the show. I'm Night Demon, joined by Parody. Uh, our Hunter Master Rager, or our Titan Master Rager, won't be joining us this week. Um, apparently he's got a little one very ill, so he said he's going to drop in, but I guess he's probably going to be asleep. So we've dragged Parody out of bed, who's still not very well, to come and help. So you're getting a show with some some degree of well and sick people. It just depends on which one's week to week. Yeah. <laughs> one in, one out. That's exactly. the way we like to roll. Mm-hmm. It's important to have a deep bench to, you know, to pull people off the bench as needed. Yeah. So next week in Destiny, as we like to kick off the show, we have the Guardian Games returning. And who will be best in class this year? Hmm. Who will be best in class this year? We have bonus ranks for Trials of Osiris going live at the weekend. You can help Rasputin stop the Sabre 2 in the Fallen Sabre Nightfall. And Shax will bring momentum control to the Crucible. Delightful! Are you well enough to tell us how to play momentum control? Uh, momentum control is basically just all of your guns are tuned up to 11. And grab your favorite scout rifle because it's basically all a one-shot kill all the time. And your respawn counter is real quick. And yeah, it's basically if Mayhem were with guns. It's 6v6. It's basically a version of control. So there are still zones. You should at least stand somewhat near and think about capturing. Um, But yeah, it's basically a super quick version of control where all your guns do a lot more damage than they normally would. There you go. Now, we've, we've come to the end of our challenges for weeks 1 to 10. But... Because Guardian Games is here, they snuck some kind of triumphs in there for people to do. And I'll let you know about them if you like. Are you curious? Or do you not really care? Uh, you know, I am I am curious. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about Guardian Games this season. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what they've stuck in. Well, I say the tri- yeah, they are triumphs. It says Vanguard Medals. So we have Kinetic Spree which is rapidly defeating three combatants with kinetic or stasis weapons. You have kinetic rampage, which is rapidly defeating six combatants with kinetic or stasis weapons. Kinetic frenzy, rapidly defeating nine combatants with kinetic or stasis weapons. And the same with energy, energy spree, energy rampage, energy frenzy, and then you've got power spree and power rampage and power frenzy as well. And I'm guessing that could be in PvE and PvP. It doesn't have to be in just pvp well hopefully it's not just in pvp because there's no way i'm going to get nine kills in pvp with power weapons in a row no not unless uh you give us momentum control with extra heavy with gambit <laughs> style heavy yeah 
Uh, and then we have Precision Spree, which is defeating three combatants with Precision Damage. Precision Rampage, which is six, and Precision Frenzy is nine. Then we have Eagle Eye. Without dying, defeat ten combatants with long-range weapons, scout rifles, bows, sniper rifles, or linear fusion rifles. Scoped Out. Without dying, defeat 20 combatants with long-range weapons. And Surgeon General, which is 30 combatants without dying with long-range weapons. We then have Skirmish, which is without dying, defeat 10 combatants with mid-range weapons, which includes auto-rifles, pulse rifles, hand cannons, fusion rifles, or machine guns. From the Pocket, which is defeat 20 combatants without dying with the mid-range weapons. Stick and Move which is without dying, defeat 30 combatants with the uh, mid-range weapons. Cannonballer, without dying, defeat 10 combatants with explosive-based weapons. Now, this is going to be a challenge for Frozen Clan members. <laughs> so just be careful. Be careful out there. Without dying, defeat 10 combatants with grenade launchers or rocket launchers. Crater Maker, without dying, defeat 20 combatants with the explosive-based weapons. And Master Blaster, without dying, defeat 30 combatants with the explosive weapons. That feels like a good, like, Wither Horde or, like, Parasite use there where you can't blow yourself up with it as easily. <laughs> you say you can't blow yourself up, but you know we, anybody can. As I said as easily. <laughs> There's always a chance. Yeah. Head to Head. Without dying, defeat 10 combatants with close-range weapons. This includes sidearms, submachine guns, shotguns, glaives, and swords. Then we have hand-to-hand, -hand, which is without dying, defeat 20 combatants with close-range weapons. Eye-to-eye, -eye, which is 30 uh, without dying. Indestructible. Finish the Guardian Games players without dying. Flawless Fireteam. Finish a Guardian Games players activity without anyone on the Fireteam dying. Fireteam Spree. As a Fireteam, defeat 10 combatants. Guardian Angel, rapidly revive two Guardians. Demolition Expert, rapidly defeat three combatants with grenades. Berserker, rapidly defeat three combatants with melee final blows. Let There Be Light, rapidly defeat three combatants with super abilities. On Thin Ice, we have rapidly defeat three combatants frozen by stasis weapons or abilities. Size Does Shatter, rapidly defeat three combatants with stasis shatter damage. So I'm going to be doing that on, on my Hunter. <laughs> Couple of shatter dives there. Mm -hmm. uh, Master at Arms. Rapidly defeat combatants with weapons to earn Vanguard medals. Virtuoso. Rapidly defeat combatants with ability final blows to earn Vanguard medals. Jack of all trades. Is rapidly defeat combatants with weapons and abilities to earn Vanguard medals. Oh, nearly there. I, I, well, I say nearly that, yeah. Nearly there. Nine more to go. Got <laughs> that. <laughs> Giant Slayer defeat champions finishing touch defeat a powerful combatant with a finisher insult to injury after using an emote <laughs> use a finisher to defeat a powerful combatant so you've got to <laughs> take your chance and emote in front of them first mm -hmm. and then you've got to defeat them taunt them uh, and kill them I love it yeah that's a good one cross the bronze threshold pass the bronze scoring threshold during a Guardian Games playlist activity Cross the silver threshold and cross the gold threshold, cross the platinum threshold. And then we have bronze tier achieved, silver tier achieved, gold tier achieved, and platinum tier achieved, which is within the Guardian playlist, finishing activity with 
gold, silver, bronze, platinum. There you go. Those are all the triumphs that they've listed in the database for Guardian Games. So this is going to be an ongoing list for the next three weeks. Don't feel the pressure that you need to do it all in the first week, but it would help kind of take the pressure off of it if you are looking to do your triumphs and get them out of the way. Plus, don't forget you still have the last three weeks to finish off doing your seasonal challenges. And if you can do 66 out of the 69, you'll be awarded a large pile of bright dust. Now, looking through these challenges, you can get away with some of the not doing some of the harder ones, like without doing the raid, without doing the raid challenges. But then that will also have to force you to get to the pinnacle power of 1560. And it will also force you to either do that or do a Grandmaster Nightfall. So I think I think they they should have kind of lowered that maybe to 65 just to give people a little bit more of a chance to get that large pile of bright dust. Because let's face it, to do 65 out of 69 is still quite a feat to do. But it it's forcing you to kind of do a couple of really hard challenges that you that are going to take a bit of work to require you to do them. Uh, are you looking at maybe finishing this and getting the large pile of bright dust or are you miles from doing this at the moment i'm much i'm certainly closer than i was at the beginning of being sick for a week uh but i don't know i was trying to pull up and see how close i am now i know i know there's still a bunch of the yeah obviously like the the grandmaster one i haven't done and the raid i haven't done a lot of the harder harder stuff i haven't definitely closer than i was but yeah i'm i'm not going to stress about it if if I get there, if I get close and I can sort of grind my way to one more, you know, one more triumph and then I'm there, great. If it's, you know, I've got six to do with the last week of the season, such is life. I think the thing is, you've got to remember uh, this season's, uh, like the Psyops Battlegrounds, is on a three-week rotation. So we've just had the moon in the Psyops Battlegrounds. So the legend Psyops, this was kind of the second time that it came around that I've managed to do it this week. So I've, I've ticked that box of actually doing it. But that is one of the challenges to do. And I know that you have to do the other ones on legend as well. So this is a, a reminder just to let you know that next week will probably be, what are they? Are they, I can't remember what they are. Are they EDZ, Cosmodrome and Moon? Or is it Throne World? I think there's a throne world. I can't remember though. Yeah. Yeah. There's three of them. They're on a rotation. Yeah. And so because this week is the moon one, I know this is the the, the third one and we've got three weeks left. So you've got three weeks to make sure that you do the legend versions to get those boxes checked f to do those uh, challenges. I mean, most of them seem quite doable, like doing the Psyops Battlegrounds, and just making sure you're kind of doing your mid-range weapon calibrations. You've got to make sure that you do your momentum control. There's one for the first week. Make sure you get that one done. That was, uh, I think that was like 100 Guardians, something like that. I've gone way over that. So unfortunately, when you go over it, it doesn't actually tell you if you go back and have a look at it. Uh, you've got to make sure that you craft some weapons. You've got to do a legendary lost sector or, or higher. There's Mayhem as well. So when Mayhem comes up, don't forget to do that. We have this one for Iron Banner. I know there's one for that. Um, make sure that you do your, your Throne World Moth collections as well. So there's, there's a mixture between 
the Witch Queen stuff and the PsyOps Battleground stuff, which isn't normally the case. Normally it's just doing the seasonal stuff, but for these challenges, they've mixed a few things in. Like you have to do the Vox Obscura mission and you have to do it on the Legend version, which is a lot harder. So that's another one of those ones where it's going to take a bit more of an effort or a fire team to kind of get you through to make sure you hit like the minimum threshold of the 66 to get that 69. Yeah, so we have the legendary PsyOps, which is EDZ, Cosmodrome, and Moon are the three legendary PsyOps. So it's going to be EDZ next week, Cosmodrome the week after, and then the final one uh, for the final week of Guardian Games will be the Moon again. Do you, how, do you feel that, that, that the, um, the requirements to get that large pile of bright dust is quite high? in regards to the challenges that you have to do because as i said there's like you they've they've put those ones in for the raid and a, a lot of people they know a lot of people don't do the raids there's also one for doing the raid challenges which are quite hard if again if you're not raiding so you're already missing out on two for that so that takes you down to 67 that you could possibly do which means you've then got to put in a lot more effort to do like the vox obscura mission you've got to get to power level 1560 uh, a grandmaster nightfall it's not it's not an easy requirement is it no no like it's definitely i mean it is definitely aspirational like you need to have a lot of time to play the season you need to have either a fire team or enough lfg to do some of the harder content you know whether it be the raids the grandmasters the the legendary versions of things like it, i mean it is a commitment it's definitely a commitment i'm happy i'm happy to see them have the raid stuff in there and for no other reason, you know, the folks who are like, you know, who will absolutely never set foot into PvP, but will raid every week, it always feels like they sort of get the short end of the stick of, oh, I've done 16 raids this week and I've earned nothing toward this event because raids don't count. So it was at least nice to see raids count for something in there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely, it's definitely one where you need to not only have a lot of time and to play, but also know what you're, you know, sort of know what you're playing and sort of work off that checklist Ideally, with someone else who is like, or someone else who are like, hey, I need this, I need this, let's go roll through this, let's run a legendary that, you know, hitting some of that higher level content. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, it's a reach, but it's also like, it's only bright dust. So it's, you know, it'd be nice to have, but it's not like you're missing out on any, you know, there's not an exotic hidden behind it or, no. or a, a cut, even just a cutscene or a cool experience of any sort. It's just more bright dust, which everyone wants more bright dust, but it's not like it's anything actually going to hurt you or help you in the game. No, but I, th- I think it's just a bit, uh, <laughs> I think it's quite high the, the to get 66 out of the 69. Maybe if they'd made it 65 so that it does give people that little, slight little bit more of an option, because yes, you might be able to scrape your way through a legendary Vox Obscura mission, but you might not be able to do the raid like and do the challenges. So that's three already gone. Uh, if you can do a Grandmaster Nightfall, that still requires you to get your your light or your artifact up to fifteen seventy five to get into doing that. And apparently, this season's Grandmasters aren't exactly the easiest selection. They they're all quite difficult in their own way. And apparently, this Light Blade one that's up this week is one of the hardest ones. I did see a video from Fallout saying that this is this is hard because you know in that final room you've got champions just spawning left right and center mm. you've got the uh, lucent hive as well suddenly spawning in so you one kind of wrong wrong step and you're kind of done for so i haven't seen an esoteric solo version of this yet so 
that's obviously shows you how hard it is if he hasn't put out a solo version. <laughs> yeah. There's your, there's your, there's your guy post for it. Yeah. yeah. I feel, I feel like there were fewer cause didn't we have like 70, like 75 or 73 or something last season. And now we only have 69 total. I feel like we had at least, at least 70 total. Yeah. And I think this, the previous seasons, there was about 70. I mean, looking through it, I mean, some of the week, the first couple of weeks is always quite a few. There's like 10, 10, 10, and then it drops down to eight, then six, then five, and then five again, then five again, then back up to six. And then the last week, there's four. So maybe if they did a few more challenges, just like some, not too hard, but maybe requires you to go and do a dungeon or finish a, maybe not just do a, a Grandmaster Nightfall, but maybe do like the wellspring activity just a few more that you can have the possibility of joining an lfg group and getting through i mean i did an lfg wellspring this week god bless them we were doing really well we got all the way through and it was on the protect version so managed to get through that bit that wasn't that wasn't too hard and i we we were on that last stretch killing the boss in the three different phases and my batteries ran out just as I revived somebody and God bless them. They stood by my, my my character and just kept resing me. And I, you know, my Xbox did that thing. I don't know if, if anybody else's Xbox does that thing where if you put new batteries in, it won't connect your controller to your Xbox. It just sort of like goes, no there's nothing connected so on my screen all it just said was you know there was no controller i'm thinking please please this is <laughs> either finish off the boss so i can turn this xbox off and restart it <laughs> and they did but it was just like i was i was running around with leads i was running around with batteries just trying to get something plugged in and oh, wow. i was plugging leads into it and <laughs> i plugged in another controller nothing and i don't know what it is but yeah, the, the Xbox decided it, it didn't want to kind of play ball with me. And I find this every now and then is I have to actually reset it proper, you know, take the plug out, hold the button down. I, I do this in my head thinking, you know, it's going to have an effect. Maybe I should just turn it off and on because these new Xboxes, are you can just like turn it off and on again. And apparently it's meant to do wondrous things. But even yeah. when I turned it back on, it, it still took a while to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you've got a controller there. But yeah, and it yeah. also wouldn't record as well. Sometimes I find that if I'm recording footage for the YouTube channel and it goes, no, you haven't got a device plugged in that. I'm like, well, I have. I've got a USB device plugged in there and I just want to record it. But no. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe for the controller, I don't know if you've like, you know, plugged them in and had it look for the firmware update. I don't know what the firmware updates on the controllers do, but sometimes it'll be like, hey, your controller yeah. needs an update. I'm like, sure, let's do that. Why not? No idea if it'll fix that problem or not, but yeah, it it does have to be every now and again. But usually, I, I can at least then sync it. You know, hitting the little like, you know, sync me button on the top of the controller of the Xbox to have it do its little light flashy game. No, it wasn't. Doing, it, it, works, it, it did the light flashy game, but it wasn't having none of it. It was going no, mm. no controllers. Even when I got the second one, it was like no, there's not a second one here. Don't lie to me. Yeah, you haven't no, got any no controllers. controllers anywhere. You're, you're trying to play this game by looking at it. It's not going to work for you. I mean, crazy thoughts were going through my head. I was thinking, can I can I connect my laptop up to this and somehow fiddle with my laptop? I was like, yeah, can, yeah. can I cast a screen to something, plug the controller into the computer, and have it be seen there? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. 
but yeah, so I think that's that's your seasonal challenges covered. So if you are looking, like me, to get that large pile of bright dust and spend it on, I'd say, event stuff, because, you know, this is it's a really good reason to spend stuff, you know, maybe spend it on some Guardian games in the Eververse store this week. And I wish I could tell you <laughs> what's in the Eververse store, but as I predicted last week, the API hasn't been updated, and I don't think it will until... Uh, Guardian Games goes live, and then we'll have all three weeks opened up for the last three weeks. It will only show me what's actually featured that's either been there before, or, um, yeah, well, that's it really. So I can tell you what you can spend your silver on next week. Yeah, they even have the secret light universal ornaments. What are they? No, oh, it's a secret. <laughs> yeah, you can give me a G exotic multiplayer emote and that's going to be 1200 silver and that's it that's all <laughs> the rest of the the other three items are going to be guardian game specific items that you can buy for silver the, the, yeah they, they will be available for a, a, an amount of currency and they will be something yeah for bright dust you can have the half folly shell exotic ghost shell and that will be for 2,850 Bright Dust. So this is the one that looks like a tennis ball, and it's got the John McEnroe bandana around its um, <laughs> and its little ball head. So yeah, that's cool. We have the Cherry Blossom Entrance, which is a legendary transmat effect, and that's going to be for 450 Bright Dust. And the Rivalry Black Sands, which is a shader which was available, I believe it was either last Guardian Games or one before that so that's returning that's a legendary shader for 300 bright dust and then on the final track for bright dust next week we have the reigning champion exotic emotes for 3250 bright dust we have the plus shell and that's the guardian games one exotic ghost shell for 2850 bright dust uh, a redacted item uh, the front runner which is your Guardian Games ship, exotic ship, for 2,000 Bright Dust. The Water Breaker Legendary Emote for 700 Bright Dust. And the Recognize Rare Emote for 400 Bright Dust. And then we have the Gold Medal Projection, which is your Legendary Ghost Projection for 1,500 Bright Dust. So hopefully, yeah, the rest of the stuff comes up in the API next week, and then we can tell you stuff. But yeah, there's, a, there's a few things that from past guardian games like the shaders and the ships and the sparrows and a couple of emotes that have returned for bright dust and i'm guessing the rest of the stuff from normally from past guardian games and other events they put it in the silver stuff so that if you if you missed out on the last couple of guardian games you can pick it back up some of them are i only a once off you know once offer for that guardian game so Keep your eyes peeled and ears to the ground. And if you like the look of it and you've saved up enough bright dust, you can buy it, I guess. So. It's probably about time to tell the people about what their lost sectors are if they're like me and still have put off um, running any of those this season to get their exotic uh, armor. Hello. Hello. Yeah. And I like, I was listening to the Last World podcast this week with Ibontis. And Ty Guy Travis. Now, Ty Guy Travis works at IGN, 
and uh, he's been doing uh, i think where they they stopped doing uh what was it oh it's yeah where they stopped doing fire team chat at uh, ign he then moves over to the last word podcast with lord cognito and Ibontis. and this week was quite funny because he was like uh, asking <laughs> he's asking Ibontis when's the lost sector coming up and Ibontis <laughs> was like I'll send you the list. He's like, no, 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 I don't want the list. I just want you to tell me when it's up. <laughs> He's like, this is what I'm here for. You, you tell me when they're up. <laughs> so I think Ibontis privately messages him and tells him, right, this <laughs> this is what's up this week. <laughs> Quite funny. Oh, dear. But I like to tell the people, all of them, all in one go, so that they can kind of make a mental note and go, you know what, I really want to go and get an exotic pair of arms or legs and i'm going to make a mental note when night demon tells me what day i need to be running it so if you are missing any exotic items helmets legs arms chess pieces for your characters or your all characters lost sectors are a really good way to go and do that you go and do your legendary or your master if you're feeling really like you need a challenge don't forget the legendary versions are a little less likely to drop an exotic and the master ones are have a higher chance but there are more champions in the master ones and if you haven't got an exotic for that season uh say for example the titans have a really cool laurely splendor helmet if you wanted to go and get that and you didn't already have it dropped you have a higher chance of getting that one to drop on that specific day first can't guarantee after that it used to be that you should be able to farm it and you used to get various different drops in like the different stat drops of that helmet and then they've changed it now so once you do get it unlocked you then get all the helmets Uh, it may not necessarily be one you're actually looking for but it may be so monday the 2nd of may will be the bay of drowning wishes on dreaming city giving exotic helmets tuesday will be chamber of solar and the dreaming city giving exotic legs Wednesday will be the K1 Revelations on the Moon, giving you arms. Thursday will be the K1 Crew Quarters on the Moon, giving you chess pieces. May 6th, on Friday, is your K1 Logistics, and that should be your head. May 7th, Metamorphosis, that should be your legs. On your Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be May 8th, will be Sepulchre for your arms again. And finally, Monday, May 9th, will be the Extraction for your chest. So if you're hunting for any of those exotic chest, you know, exotic armor pieces, that's where you can find them. And we have, as always, links in our show notes of, of guides for all of these lost sectors. Or if you don't like those, you know, go to YouTube, search them up. Somebody has one that'll tell you how to run that with your with your character of choice and how you can do it with the things you have in stock. Yeah. Bontus is really good and Fallout's really good at running things about, you know, do this without raid exotics. You know, everyone says, oh, use a raid exotic, this, that, and the other. They're really good about saying, hey, we can run this with no exotics or with no raid exotics. Everybody, you know, who's been playing this game long enough should have all these pieces. Here's a lot of you can use, here's the weapons you can use. And most importantly, here's where all the all the champions are and what kind of champions you're going to be facing. So, yeah, as Parody said, we've got Time Sausage Gaming, PV Shifty, Abbey Hour and Divide giving you guides for each of those. And if you check our show notes, I list each day with each person's guide for you to to check out. And don't forget, if you if you don't see them on the map, it's because you haven't actually done that lost sector. So make sure that you run through first with that character, because again, it is character specific. So if you've already done it on your Titan, you still need to go back into that lost sector with your Warlock and your Hunter. 
so that it then shows on the maps go hey this is a lost sector for the day so just make sure that you know you're following along and don't forget wherever you live the reset may be different because in the uk when i say monday reset that's at six o'clock whereas over in old glory land that's like one o'clock in the afternoon or before that you know depends on where you live yep and in australia it's someday entirely different because time zones are hard yeah and um yeah so now we can get into this week at bungie for the 28th of april 2022 uh they've had their heads down to make sure that season 17 is poised to rock and roll and recover from the whopper of a twelve last week. They're not going to lie, and we're not going to lie. That really, really was the biggest twelve that we've kind of had to go through. I mean, Respawn actually did some reading, so you know it's a big twelve when he has to actually do some reading. This week's twelve will be less extensive, but they hope that we enjoy what we've got lined up to talk about this week, which we are excited to talk about. Well, I'm excited to talk about. Because this incorporates uh, the bet part two, or the double or nothing bet that Respawn and I have going. And what, I mean, it's not nice that he's not here, but it is also nice that I haven't got him in my ear screaming and shouting at the way that Guardian Games is going to be done this year, because there are, as always, Bungie put a few things in to kind of make sure that the weighting is different for each thing. So. I haven't heard anything in my discords or any private messages from him. So he obviously hasn't caught up with the 12 this week, but this is his point to actually listen to us and, and find out what's going on. So this week we're talking about the return of our yearly traditional, which is guardian games. Each year, warlocks, hunters and Titans go head to head to prove who is the boss, even though it's clearly Titans. That's not me saying that that's in the 12. It does say in the TWAB, even though it's clearly Titans, so... But it's not. It's not clearly Titans, because Hunters won last year. Yeah. They acknowledge that Hunters took the gold last year, so then that makes no sense. It's 1-1 so far. One for the Titans, one for the Hunters, hopefully one for the Warlocks. So Warlocks and fellow Titans, it's time to suit up. This year, they're changing things up a bit, as predicted. So next week, Guardian Games 2022 will kick off on May 3rd and is free for all players of Destiny 2. This event is a tradition and it's perfect excuse to get into that friendly, competitive spirit. Or, as in the case of me and Respawn, unfriendly, competitive spirit. Yeah. Make, make a wager, see how it pans out. Yes. Season of friendly wagers. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive going into this one. I see what they've done and I'm thinking I'm in with a good chance here because <laughs> I'll just, I'll reiterate what the bet was basically. Yeah. I was, I was saying, yeah, remind us what, what the bet was, who, who has which team and how I'm not in this at all. Just <laughs> on the sideline laughing at both of you. So Respawn last season made a bet regarding Titans having no way of going invisible. So he was wrong. Um, he ended up being a Titan main for this season. So in the good spirit of things to him, I said double or nothing. Let's go for complete 
Titanism for you. You you will main a Titan. You will not play your Hunter. You will not play your Warlock. So Respawn has picked the Hunters to win because obviously if Hunters win, I main a Hunter. If I win and I've backed the Warlocks, you know, a bit controversial being a Titan. If I win with Warlocks this year, he will play a Titan and nothing else. Same, same with me. I will play a Hunter and nothing else for the whole season. Which is a it's a bit hard because you know I like a bit of variety. Whereas with him, I think you'll just turn the game off and just won't come back. Even though we put that stipulation in that you still have to play the game a reasonable amount for the season, and that stipulation was purely basically for him. Really, I mean, I still will play the game, uh, win, lose, or draw. So if the Titans win, that's the middle ground for both of us, and we both then play as a warlock for next season. And can still play with our other characters because that's kind of the middle ground. I look forward to two warlocks and a titan next season. It'll be good fun. Or maybe I'll go warlock as well. We can all be warlocks. <laughs> yeah. So while I've clarified that, Bun, do you want to clarify about their Guardian Games? While the spirit of annual class battle remains the same, Guardian Games 2020 does have a few changes that players can look forward to. First things first, what determines the winner? Much like previous Guardian Games, participants will be tasked with depositing those hard-earned medallions at the podium in the tower. You know the drill. Well, you do if you've been around, and if you don't, medallions can be earned by completing certain activities and mini-quests called contender cards and platinum cards. These activities are designed to be flexible. Higher-tier medallions, which grant more points, can be earned in activities like raids, dungeons, competitive PvP, which include Trials of Osiris and Survival, the seasonal activities, which is Psyops, Battlegrounds, or on a higher difficulty, and more. Lower tier medallions, which are also important, dropping content like Gambit, Vanguard Strikes, Quick Play Crucible, and other Throne World activities as standard difficulty levels. Gold medals can be earned by completing contender cards in easier activities, whereas platinum medals drop when platinum cards are completed on tougher content. Which is basically play what you want, snatch those pinnacles and scoop up those shiny metals and bake them at the tower. But there's more. There is. There is something new coming to Guardian Games this year. The strike scoring. Which AKA is something that's that returning. Had, yeah. yeah. The thing we had in D1 that we were all like, what happened to it? And they were like, oh, we lost the code. It went away. So what is strike scoring? Um, it basically it factors in your playtime for your Guardian Games playlist. Additionally, they've got strike medals, which doesn't actually tell you anything at all. Good job, Bungie. Uh, <laughs> strike scoring. It, it'll score your strikes, which they will get into, I presume, down below here because they didn't just now. They've also got strike medals, which were designed to reward players for pulling off some pretty impressive feats, like taking out a ton of enemies with a fancy little combat jig like Shatter. This should also help some players that feel like they're being matched with others that just zip right through strikes. Why rush through when you can score some additional points by going him and showing the bad guys what's up? So there are going to be two Guardian Games playlists, training and competitive. And when you play matters, so let's break it down. So on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the place to be is the training playlist. Here you can practice your scores, the combined score for your entire fire team. On Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, it's time to get sweaty in the competitive playlist. This is where you'll earn exciting rewards. Now, these are all strike scoring play playlists. These are not, these are all strike playlists. These are not competitive like competitive PvP. This is competitive Guardian Games. So, players can earn buffs in the recreational, training, and competitive playlists 
by ranking bronze, silver, gold, or platinum. These last until the next weekly reset. You can also use these buffs in the regular Vanguard Ops playlist. So basically, when you go to the Vanguard Ops, you're going to see a number of different playlists for um, for Guardian games. Yeah. So basically, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, go practice. Friday through Monday, jump into the competitive playlist with your team and rack up a big score and murder everything in sight. And then you'll get lovely, lovely buffs and uh, things until until the uh, weekly reset. It'll probably be like the um, I can't remember if it, if it was the flamey heads last year or if like your armor glows with the the bronze, silver, gold, or platinum. It was the, the glow yeah, was it, was your class, it was your class item, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it was your class item that sort of glowed. I'm not really happy with the way that they've done this training and competitive playlist because I generally play on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because those are the days that I can actually play. Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, typically, the days that I'm working or I'm asleep because, <laughs> or I'm doing a podcast on. And then Monday is my editing day. So I'm going to be missing out and I've. I'm not going to be the only person that can only play on certain days. So I'm not 100% sure what their thinking was with this. Surely it would have been better to go, well, here's a, you can go in and practice if you want to practice, but then you can go into another um, version of it and go, I want to lock that score in. That's, that's my team. That's my score. We're only able to get together on a Wednesday night. And that's what we want to put in they're kind of forcing people to actually play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And I know they're giving them four days, but those four days, like me, you might not be able to play on. Right. And and it's not like you're, it's not like you get one run of this and you're done and that's your score. It's like you, I assume you can go in and play it as many times as you want. Well, so, no, I think uh, it is just one oh, run and it is oh, your score. Oh, is that what the, oh, okay. That, that I didn't get at all. Well, as I said, I mean, I've been listening to other podcasts and nobody else can seem mm. to figure this out as yet from what we've got in the TWAB. It just seems yeah. like, it seems very yeah. strange that... Yeah, it seems very strange to have a have a training thing and then a competitive thing, but then not say, like, you know, you know, make this good because this is your run, whatever your, your competitive run is, but then why have it for four days? I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. Because you, you could practice all you want on those days and get your score to be the best, but you can have an epic failure on like the day that you go and play it. And is it one go? And that's it. That score is locked in. Cause if that is the case, then that doesn't seem fair because your practice score may have been better than whatever it is. And if it is multiple times, how is that fair? Because people will just go in, watch a video on somebody going, right, this is the best way. This is the best score to get x amount of score out of this and everybody will be doing it so what's the point because there's only there's only going to be a maximum amount of score that you can get out of whatever it is am i i'm I'm not wrong in that there's only so many enemies so many orbs that you can generate that you know i mean people will find the way to do it like generating orbs and picking up orbs in like nightfalls gives you points towards the score. So I think this is going to be very similar to how nightfalls work is that when you get multiple kills, when you drop orbs, when you pick up orbs, when you pop a super, these things will all factor into it. And there's only a maximum amount of that you can actually generate if this is the case. 
So if somebody puts a video out and goes, right, if you do this, this is how you can get to the best possible score, then everybody's going to be doing it and it kind of negates it. So I don't understand how this is going to work because if it's one and locked in and you fail on that attempt, yeah, I mean, it's a bit like with the Olympic Games. If you fail on your attempt, that's it. Or if you get three chances and you, you fail and you just lock in the best one, yeah, maybe. But they need to explain it a little bit better. They need to, <laughs> but if it's multiple yeah. times, then it's then that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at this and I'm going like, okay, you have a training list and then the competitive one, and then they also mentioned this recreate, and then they say you know you can earn buffs in the recreational training competitive list. Well, where does this recreational playlist come from? Is this just the one that you can just run for fun and it doesn't count toward this training or competitive? And then why have the third one if the training i don't know it seems like there's pieces missing here to the picture yeah i mean we'll find out on tuesday and it's not the end of the world either way but it would be nice to sort of know am i practicing for one good run or can i play this multiple times yeah i mean because it says you can use these buffs in the regular vanguard ops playlist so there's the regular vanguard ops playlist in addition to recreational training and competitive playlists which will give you ranks so there'll be four vanguard playlists plus the nightfalls plus the grandmasters uh, and you'll also be able to unlock torches to light the tower based on your highest score past a certain th- a certain threshold for example lighting the bronze silver gold or platinum Torches grants rewards and glows that can be seen on the right shoulder of a guardian's armor, so you can feel extra pretty. <laughs> yeah, so there's additional glows you can get, and they have the examples here in the TWAB. I don't know if you're meant to show off the glows, but I see no glows on the right shoulder. But I'm, the- I'm guessing it's only going to be available on the Guardian Games armor, because if a glow suddenly yeah. showed up on your arm on whatever armor, that's a lot of that's a lot of programming there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my guess. It's just this, just this Guardian Games armor. Which looks very sleek and fast, like we should be, I don't know, sparrow racing or something, but it does. I mean I mean I guess I guess to be fair it is it is a guardian athletic style, so of course we wanna be sleek and sleek and fast and ready to go. I think and the last the couple of have been rope. quite sleek, haven't they? Yeah. But how this worked previously with like say the Vanguard strikes, if you played the regular strike playlist, you would only be able to get, I believe it was like the bronze medals by just constantly going in, but you could collect so many bronze medals in your cabinet or something. They gave you something, a trophy cabinet that you could collect yeah. these in. You could only collect so many. You had to then go back to the tower and bank them. If you played like the nightfall on the, the lowest setting of the nightfall, you could then get like silver the next rank up was gold. If you did a GM, I believe it was platinum. So a lot of people were kind of farming the platinum ones and then coming back and banking those. And that's how that worked. But you could say, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you could say you could play the the normal playlist and pick up 10 bronze. You could do the normal version of the Nightfall and that would only be giving you five uh, gold where you'd be only able to do like two in a row and then platinum you'd only be able to do one on your in your little cabinet and then you'd have to go back and bank it so i understand why they want to kind of change it up and say we want more people to play the vanguard playlist but it's it's still a bit confusing yeah it's i i again you know if, if you're going to throw these extra things in it didn't you know you, you spent nine thousand words last week it, it wouldn't hurt to have an extra paragraph being like here's explaining what these various playlists are for. But 
uh, I mean, we're, we're here to run Vanguard things and be extra pretty. Really, I'm looking at this as my excuse to go finish up my uh, Reckless Endangerment Vanguard yeah. uh, shotgun and, and the ornament. Yeah, I, I think I'm like one rank away from the shotgun, and then I need to reset it again to get the ornament. So I'm like, if I need to play a bunch of Vanguard for that, great. I can play a bunch of Vanguard and and use it use it to serve that purpose. And also whatever other strike things I haven't done, any challenges or any, any of those things, just use it for that. But saying that, looking back at what's featured for next week in Destiny, we haven't got any bonuses going for the strikes next week. Of course it, not. That would make sense. You've got bonus ranks for the trials, but it's it's only bonus, yeah, I mean, for the competitive. So, yeah, I mean, it's not I mean, everything, but... I mean, maybe in the next two weeks, it'll they'll, they'll give us a Vanguard bonus. Well, this, this week, we've got Gambit, haven't we? So it makes yeah. sense. You've got trials next week, and I believe... Iron Banner is the 10th of May, if I remember rightly. At this, so that's not this reset, this Tuesday coming. It's the following one after that. And then that's normally followed with Crucible ranks. So that would be the kind of the best time to actually farm your, your Reckless Endangerment and your Ornament that week. So next weekend isn't really, or next week isn't anything kind of, it's not going to give you double ranks or better progression towards stuff so you've got gambit this week as i said that which is already up then you'll have crucible with the iron banner and then possibly the final week of guardian games you'll have a strike buff it depends i mean i'm not bungee but i'm just kind of guessing at what they could put out there because i don't think we've had a strike playlist buff for a good three or four weeks now so that's normally how they roll yeah and that's nice about this week you've got three weeks so if if the buff you're looking for, or if yeah, you just don't have time, or you're, not, you know, you're like I'm going to spend my time playing trials this weekend, you know, with the uh, the extra rank. Wait till there's a Vanguard rank and see what happens. Yeah, I can tell you though, with Guardian Games, and now I'm going off of this week at Bungie, but there seem to be a couple of quests in the database. If I look at Light.gg, thank you, Light.gg, we have Wreathed in Laurels. Now this seems to be an exotic quest. And I think it may be something to do with the, is it the air apparent um, heavy machine gun? Probably. Uh, Cause I know they said that was coming back catalyst for it. Yeah. So you can earn the air apparent which which has been the case for like the last couple of years. So if you haven't got it, you can earn the air apparent, uh, which is an, an exotic machine gun. And this is the one that gives you the protective shield, isn't it? So when you spin it up, yep. it gives you an, an arc over shield. So you're like, walking around in a little hamster ball it used to be really op it's not as op now but it's still quite a good fun you can also get the catalysts so what it looks like it's wreathed in laurels and it is earned 50 laurels and then the second part of it is machine gun focus which is defeat 100 combatants with machine guns in daily focus playlists bonus progress for defeating guardians yeah, and yeah, so the and then the catalyst is gives you the Legion's bulwark perk, which is increases the arc shield's durability and partially reloads the magazine if it's destroyed. So it's good fun. There also seems to be another short quest, and I think this may be the introduction to the Guardian games, which is Masterclass Quest. Uh Carpe Podium, which is redeemed Guardian Games medals for powerful rewards. Uh, so platinum medals give you 15 points, gold medals give you 5 points, silver medals 2 points, and bronze medals 1 point. And then the second part of that is making the cut, 
return to Eva in the tower to earn powerful rewards. So this may be like the the weekly quest that we can get. So you know, like if you go and play the Cyclops Battlegrounds, if you defeat champions in that, I think it, it's 10 that you have to defeat. So you have to play about three or four Battlegrounds. You then can get a powerful reward from the helm. So I think this is probably along the same line. So it's another pinnacle reward that you can actually earn from Eva Levante. And then we have a really long quest. Best in class. Earn minutes by completing ritual activities or completing platinum or contender cards, which can be purchased from Eva. Medallions can be turned in at the podium for game-specific rewards. Use the laurel Eva gave you to purchase a contender card. The second part of that is a medal lion. Earn medallions by completing activities. Earn laurels by defeating targets with your class abilities or defeating especially powerful combatants with your Guardian Games class item equipped. So again, this is something that happened, I think it's the last couple, isn't it? That you have to have your Guardian Games class item equipped for contender cards and laurels and medallions to actually work. This was something I think a lot of people forgot last year. They ran straight into the playlist. They forgot to put their uh, class-specific items on, and they missed out on medals and laurels, and there was a lot of anger. So as a reminder, make sure that you put on your class item. And I'm not sure if previous class items worked. I, I vaguely remember last year having a discussion about this, and I can't remember now off the top of my head if you've already got a class item from previous uh, Guardian Games, if you put it on now, will it kind of work? And I don't think it did last year. I think it had to be the class item for the specific set for each year. Yeah, I think I think they're keyed each season because because they do the different like the different glows or the different things or yeah. If you have it, great. But yeah, just still go at least pick one up on the new season. Yeah, and you know, and and by you, I mean night demon. If you put yours on, you can see if it works. But then for the rest of us, go go at least pick it up, and at least you know, go talk to all the people to start the quest line because that's the other piece. I can't remember if it's just go go talk to her and your quest has begun, or if you need to go visit people in the tower. You know, talk well, to normally six it's the tower to, go to, set go to the up. tower first and speak to Eva Levante, and then she'll tell you right here's a quest, and make sure you cycle through all the different pages because there's probably about two or three pages. So once you've done that, uh, your medallion lion, your triumph return, speak with Eva Levante in the tower courtyard. Uh, step four is class contribution. Deposit your medallion at the Guardian Games podium in the tower courtyard. Rallying for medallions, speak with Eva Levante in the tower courtyard. Scoring strike again, speak with Zavala in the tower courtyard. The medallion strike back, complete an activity in the Guardian Games recreational playlist and earn Vanguard medals during combat. Step eight, return the conquering hero. Speak with Zavala again in the tower courtyard. Number nine is let the games begin. So speak with Eva Levante in the tower. So I think this might be the opening quest for to get into the game. So maybe it's, it's yeah. maybe this one's quite a short quest, but it's it looks like it's like go and speak to somebody, go do this, go do that. But it's probably a short thing of just do two events it looks like and then speak with people in the tower and that'll unlock a, a whole wealth of things yeah you know i always remember i always find it a little irritating where it's like jump on and think oh i'm gonna jump on spend half an hour talking to people and going to run two strikes and coming <laughs> back and talking to six other people or 
or go talk to someone run a strike, go talk to someone running gambit, go talk to someone running crucible, come back to, yeah. there's always some song and dance you have to get through. So just, yeah, if you are excited to get going with this, just remember there's always some little intro thing that you may have to do with every character. That's another piece I can't remember. Cause I think once you've got your armor, your um little metal, your metal cabinet last year, I think you could just, you had it across all the characters, but I can't remember if you had to go do the song and dance with all three or not. Yeah. And I think you could only, could you only bank it on one character as well? So you couldn't do stuff on your hunter and then go and bank it on your Titan. It had to be on that character that you actually did the, the stuff on. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, there were I don't remember. I can't I can't and that's why I can't remember if you had like a different like different set of medals in each one for each three characters, even though you only had the one you know, the one metal chest, but yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what it is this season. There were a couple of other things in the light.gg database which uh say they they're under the legendary and quest steps. So there's an interesting one called Crackle and Burn. Defeat combatants with higher difficulty of the Wellspring activity, the legendary difficulty of the Witch Queen campaign, or higher difficulty loss sectors. And defeating combatants in the Throne World destinations in the Guardian Games competitive or training playlist. It says solar or arc final blows grant more progress. This card can't be reacquired if abandoned. Even here, they cannot quench your flame. So... That's an interesting thing. There was another, there's about five or six of these. Uh, where's the other one? We have Entropic, Entropic Advance. So defeating combatants with higher difficulty of the Wellspring activity, the legendary difficulty of the Witch Queen campaign, and higher difficulty lost sectors. Um, this is with Void or Stasis final blows grant more progress. And again, it's a card that can't be required if you abandon it. And then the other one I was looking at, which is Light in the Depths. This is complete a higher difficulty loss sector, grants significantly more progress. So I think there's going to be certain cards that you can pick up from Eva Levante and go and do these things, and it'll give you more progress, which is quite interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I'm talking about the container cards and the platinum cards. So I'm wondering if those platinum cards where it's like once you pick it up and if you delete it, you're stuck for the week until the next week and you can get a new one. I, I don't know. The, the the whole, you can't reacquire this thing is interesting. Yeah. There was another one, which is volume or volume. Defeat combatants with high difficulty seasonal content, defeating combatants rapidly or with submachine guns or rocket launchers grants more progress. Completing activities and opening lock chests grants significantly more progress. So this is going to be interesting because they didn't go through any of this in the TWARP. And it's only kind of digging to light.gg of all these different things of what you can get. And with Eva Levante returning, which means there will be uh, weekly bounties and daily bounties and repeatable bounties normally that we get with her. So we have, uh, it looks like there's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, six weekly. So I don't know if this is two each week ceremonials which is complete activities and earn vanguards medals in the guardian games recreational playlist fly the flag with your guardian games class item equipped complete three activities and defeat combatants in the guardian games recreational playlist go for gold reach a gold tier score in guardian games competitive playlist and vanguard medals in any guardian games playlist match point complete three activities and earn a score of 100,000 in any Guardian Games playlist activity. Represent with your Guardian Games class item equipped, complete three crucible matches and defeat opponents. 
and your final weekly one is show your colors with your guardian games class item equipped complete guardian games playlist activities and defeat targets in any playlist activity and then we have like basic ones for daily ones which is bronze medallions uh using yeah energy abilities using weapons bows auto rifles glaives hand cannons rocket launchers scout rifles smgs uh melees anything you can think of that which is kind of just normal daily bounties so you'd probably be about four or five of those each day that you can kind of pick up they don't go through the uh, repeatable ones maybe she won't have repeatable ones normally she has repeatable ones but i couldn't find them this year yeah and that's all the twab says it says you know new bounties have been thrown in for those festivities to help players feel more inspired to engage with the guardian game strikes and battlegrounds playlists a little nudge for players to engage with the event specific guardian metal system if you will yeah. so yeah we're, we're going to give you things things to go encourage you to actually participate in this activity which is uh, you know a lot of people enjoy a lot of people just absolutely ignore it because you know it's they feel like it's not worth it um they, they do say you know that they did include all the the nice thing about the guardian games is you can play anything you want to you know new raid yep it's there legendary master law sectors absolutely new seasonal content mm-hmm. um you can spend your time in the new content or spend your time in the content that you've known and loved and you know played for six years now you know the the beautiful things about the guardian games it keeps the core spirit alive for what the guardian games is and it's a community-wide effort to show off some class love so basically go play whatever you like also strikes lots of strikes because you need to play strikes and then uh yeah you can go play anything you like as long as it strikes or anything else strikes yeah so how do you feel about that knowing that you like playing gambit quite a lot are you not upset but are you a bit miffed at the fact that they haven't given gambiteers anything to do there's not a gambit playlist there's not a specific oh a gambit arena that you could earn loads of extra medals by playing harder like gambit bosses maybe or something yeah i mean i wish i wish it was a little expanded beyond just the the strike the strike store and the strike playlist because i i pulled up a list from last year because i forgot last year they actually had the class specific strike playlist where you would load in as yeah. a titan you would play with other titans hunters other hunters warlocks other warlocks i was thinking it would be fun to you know i, I i'm of two minds if that would be fun or frustrating to do in pvp if you load in you know with a team of six titans versus a team of six warlocks or six hunters if you you know they loaded in like teams all like that one you know obviously have it be its own particular playlist but I think it'd be fun just to sort of use that concept of you could go in, you know, you know, jump into different things with, you know, have it match made based on your class, just, you know, for guardian games for fun. Like, why not? Like it's, it'd be fun to play with other people of your class. Cause it's always, I always enjoy sort of seeing what people are running, especially like I've been playing a lot of trials these last two weekends, really just to, just to make St. 14 happy with me and hand me more engrams. <laughs> but it's been interesting to see, like I've seen a couple of like Titan teams I played as my Titan one weekend and my Warlock this past weekend. And it's been interesting to see like what loadouts people are using and what they're, you know, what they're using and obviously having success with and they've, they've honed because some of it's absolutely meta stuff. Some of it's going, how, how do you use that gun? Like you use it? What, what is the role on that gun that you have? Cause you are a magician, sir. So yeah. it, it, it's fun to see what other people are using. So I think it'd be neat to do it again. You know, PVP, you know, might be more frustrating than anything else, but honestly, you put six of anybody in a thing, it's going to be fine. But yeah, I just wish you were a little more past, you know, the, it's Guardian games, it's not Vanguard games. I just wish there was a little bit more outside of 
like yes, you can go play anything and earn the earn stuff for it, but it is sort of always been like Vanguard playlist focused. Yeah, I mean, so, so what do you think? I mean, I was thinking about this that that it's like I said, it, it seems to be more weighted towards hunters and warlocks this season because they're the they're the kind of classes that you see get taken into raids and high-end activities a lot more pvp these days warlocks have really shot up you very rarely see titan they you don't really need a titan bubble as much uh and it's well yeah i think it's just the the way that the game's playing at this point in time uh, i mean i was thinking uh, like you were saying about trials and i get to the point with trials that I, I go to load in, I go, oh, what guns do I need? Because the guns that I normally use in sixes, I, I could use, but I'm going to get shot in the head really fast. And I kind of panic and I'm like, what can I use? Because <laughs> yeah. I've got all these guns, I've got all the, you know, these loadouts that I could do. And um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> as a Titan, I'm like, um uh, maybe I should switch to my hunter and and do the invis bow t- trick that I can do and play a bit more on on those uh, or be the supportive warlock, maybe. So I see that I'm not sure if it's if it's just the, the way that the game is played out at the moment with warlocks being played a lot more and the hunters, you know, have always been quite good in pvp anyway but they've come up a bit more in like the gms i've seen a lot of people posting on fgs going we need an invis hunter so if you think about that and what's happening with these guardian games and getting more points you're going to get more points with like standing in rifts you're going to get more points with tethering people and generating orbs whereas with a titan you don't get that much out of them they are the tanks they are you know i I love playing my titan i'm not taking anything away from titans but there seems to be more utility and versatility with the other two am i wrong i was no no, no, i mean i don't don't think you are it's and and that's why i'm sort of curious to see like in the like they talked about sort of like the the special like the oh what do they call them uh basically in in the playlist like you you'll get you can get rewards for doing special things or whatever i think I wonder if it'll be sort of like the you know like the medals that pop up in Gambit, like you you take a super and you clear an entire side. It's like you're the you know king of all the fire or whatever. You're the void princess. Or so I'm <laughs> sort of curious if it's if it'll be like something in like I wonder if that'll be something good because again I I'm I've always enjoyed the volatility. Like I enjoyed the volatile yeah uh, nature of the Titan, and now with the th- you know, void three O rework, just the the volatility of that I. I've been able to take it to 11 and just absolutely lay waste to rooms of things by making them all volatile and all exploding. I, I want to see if maybe that's rewarded in some way or if, yeah, if there's, yeah, there's, you know, there's something there, there's something special there I can do, but I, I sort of feel the same way as like Titans sort of have a place, but they're, yeah, they're, it's almost like, I mean, and, and void, void three O specifically, like, the bubble again is is real useful situationally, but the other super, I don't know, like it doesn't feel as strong. Like it, it I mean, for ad clear and whatever, sure, absolutely. But like, if, if you're wailing on a boss or a yellow bar or something or a champion, it's like, yeah, it just it doesn't feel it doesn't feel powerful. 
No. It's like I can I can smack you with this shield a bunch of times, but why? To what end? I mean, you like, say I you like dialed I, it up to 11, but the Warlocks can dial it up to 20 with right. how they can clear a room. Right, exactly. So yeah, it's it's... Yeah, no, I sort of feel the same way. I mean, Titans have already been in that weird spot of like D1, it was like, grab a bubble, you're good to go. But now that there's bubble alternatives, it's like, where does that leave your tank? When you can have people who can go invisible and then unleash, you know, it's like, what's the point of having a tank if you can have a sniper that can sneak it behind enemy lines and then you lay a nuke and then walk away and go, you're all dead now. Why do we need that tank? If I can just sneak in here. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Again, you know, we're, we're, it's sort of in a weird, you know, the, I don't know, the classes have always seemed sort of like they have their idea. Like Bungie's like, here's what we'd like this to be. But then it's sort of like, it never really, you know, and this is sort of some of Respawn's problem too with like the Hunter fantasy. It's like, it's never quite really there. It's like, it sort of leans in a direction, but it's not like purely one thing or another. Because again, because you can sort of build craft into whatever, you can be a beefy hunter or you can be a super mobile titan. Like there's no, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like, it's like, here's your base stats, but then you can build craft into whatever you want if you've got the stuff to do it with. Yeah. And talking about stuff that you can do it with, should we talk about rewards? Yeah, because really that's that's what people who don't care about Guardian Games are like, oh, what do I get out of it? Why would I play this? What What's in it for me? So wow. what is in it for me? A new submachine gun. So, do you like submachine guns? I'm coming around to submachine guns. You'll be around to it even more next season because they, you know they're getting a buff, aren't they? They are. I, I'm going to collect all my funnel webs and all of my uh, osteostrigas and put my pants on and swap between lay waste <laughs> with SMGs. So we're getting a new Harkate Void SMG for the energy slot, which is an aggressive frame with a unique origin perk called Classy Contender, which grants class ability energy with final blows from this weapon. It has a wide range of perks for it that can be rolled with, and players will have many, many opportunities to earn fully masterwork drops and double perks in both the third and fourth columns. So Now that's nice, because you're going to give us a Void SMG in the energy slot against the really good Void SMG in the energy slot in the funnel web that you've dropped for us this season. Yeah. So this is going to have to stack up well against the funnel web or everyone's going to look at this and go, eh, unless you want something to contribute to your class energy quicker, which, which again is great. Like I, I love having any of the features in my class energy, but you know, the double perks in the third and fourth columns that alone makes it desirable to me, at least just having that flexibility. But yeah, again, just we'll have to see how it how it acts. Yeah, and Shiraya's um, Shiraya's Wrath as well. That's a void submachine gun as well. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems a little weird. We're getting another void submachine gun, and eh, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then they go on to say that class items all can also be earned, as well as another shot of the air apparent and its catalyst. So the sandbox is about to get a little more interesting during the Guardian Game celebration. Oh. And did they mention that players that score in the top 10% at the end of the event will get a spiffy new emblem to show off? Yeah? Well, we've got that too. And that does look pretty cool. It looks like uh, banners marching into battle. Of it does, yeah. Titans, Warlocks, Hunters. It, it reminds me of that and kind of Harry Potter-ish with 
all the kids carrying their flags. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite a cool emblem. That's what Destiny's missing, some kind of parade. Like, we're <laughs> closing pr- ceremonies parade. Like, I know we have a ceremony season, but where's our parade? Come on, Budgie. Give us a parade. Let us carry our, our flags in with our emotes. So, all right. So, the emblem will be for players to score. The top 10% will be awarded after we combine the highest scores for each week. When the event ends, the combined scores will determine who made made it to the top player base for Guardian Games. This will unlock a special triumph and the emblem awarded. So the top 10%. So just the top 10% in number of things you contributed and score you've earned for your team? Like top 10% of what? It says, with every player having their own unique play style, most have main classes. This is awesome, but does not mean that every class has the same number of Guardian competing for the Guardian Games win. Last year, games included a 10% catch-up buff that allowed for each class to have a fighting chance, regardless of how many players are in that class pool. This was to encourage players to feel like they had an equal footing regarding competition, uh, and it seemed to work out pretty well in the end. Did it? I don't think so. I think you kind they, of... They they say it did, so... Okay, well, I'm not the, arguing the, with you then, Bungie. Bungie is going to agree with Bungie that it worked out great. But, again, they're arguing with themselves. They said it worked out pretty well, but they want to make room to make improvements. So this year, they're going to fiddle with the scoring again. Each team's scores multiplier will start with whatever value they ended on during last year's festival. So Titans, because we had third place most days, will have the largest boost. That's nice. Warlocks. With the second most days in third place, we'll get a moderate boost. And Hunters, because you place first most of the time, and having the least places in third, you'll get the smallest boost. But you still get a boost. It just seems like a rework of the first year, didn't it? Because they weighted Uh the Hunters so much that the Titans then were the best because of the weighting issue. Because they didn't they triple the amount of whatever the Titans banked against the Hunters because they worked out that there were more Hunters than there were Titans. And that's yeah. why the Titans won. And then last year they took that off and they went, we're just going to let you go with uh, whatever the weighting is for each day. So if the Hunters came in first and the Titans came in second and the Warlocks came in third, the Warlocks got a boost for the following day. The Titans stayed with nothing and the hunters didn't have anything either or the the titans being in the middle got a moderate boost and then the hunters got nothing but because there were more hunters they were just fighting against the warlocks most of the time because it was just one or the other which was either the worst or the thing a a few times the Mm -hmm. titans came up but i feel that this is kind of just going back to the the last year whereas it's not going to be on a daily basis. It's whatever we ended on last year's festivals. So Titans will have a considerable boost, which doesn't seem fair. Warlocks might take it with a moderate boost because if they get a moderate boost and there's, I mean, let's face it, there's, there seems to be more Warlocks this year or more people switched to playing Warlocks. They will seem to get a, a boost over the Hunters who will get nothing which is kind of slightly weighting it towards Warlocks, I'm feeling, which is what I thought 
when I made the bet with Respawn. I mean, I'm not being horrible, Respawn, but I had this in mind. I thought that they would do something like this to make Warlocks have more of a chance to get in front. And I know he would never have turned down his his hunters, and he knows that himself. But yeah. I feel that they're, they're, they're weighting it more towards the Warlocks to actually win. Yeah. If, yeah, so, I mean, and they do at least give us some numbers, because I was curious, like, what is this waiting? So a little added bonus will be added, includes a f- minor 4% bump to the multiplier for the class in second, and a 10% bump for those in third, which 10% seems like a pretty decent bump. And now it does say, like, it will start this way. So I'm guessing, you know, it says, you know, this year, each team score multiplier will start with whatever value they ended on. So, so day one, Titans start with a 10% bump. So I wonder then, are they going to cycle through each day like they did last year? Where if, you know, Titans with their new 10% bump come in first and Hunters end up third the first day, do Hunters get the 10% bump starting the next, the next day? Because mm-hmm. if this is a like straight 10% or 4% boost for Titans and, and Warlocks across the board for the entire event, that's a little ridiculous. I think I mean, they'll probably leave it for the first week, see how the first week pans out. Because let's face it, if the Warlocks win like all seven days in a row, then they'll kind of, I think they'll then start moving it about. But if, say, it's a good even split, I reckon they'll leave it. And they'll just go, well, it's it's an even split for the first week. We'll just see how you guys continue to play for the second and third weeks. Because if it's even, then anybody's got a kind of chance to win. Yeah, and, and, and they do know that we love graphs, and Bungie, we do love graphs. We're very happy with graphs. So they're throwing another graph. The participation rates, yeah, the participation rates of the three classes since the launch of Witch Queen. <laughs> so since the launch of Witch Queen, this graph breaks down the time spent in the three classes ramping up to the Guardian game. So from Witch Queen to now, basically, there have been about 40%, you know, just shy of 40% of people playing Hunter. Call it 39%. Warlock has been sitting around uh, 34%. And then Titan has been sitting right about 26, 27%. So, you know, you know, and that's sort of, because I was always curious, you know, because they've always said there's more hunters, but I was always curious how many more hunters. So, you know, 40% hunter, 35% warlock, yeah, 26%, 7% Titan. It's interesting though, like, Titan has stayed like between that 25 and 30% all season long. There were like little bumps here and there, but it's pretty much, you know, as, as close to a flat line as you can get. Yeah. Whereas a warlock started higher than hunters and then dipped like around the first of March almost. And then there was a big, I don't know what happened on, uh, I can tell you what happened. March 6th. Is that when they nerfed something? And that's when they did raid day. Oh, okay. And thanks to Destiny ah. Music Podcast for that one, because I had no idea why it suddenly spiked with Warlocks. <laughs> yeah, because there was a huge Warlock spike and then a huge dip, like, like a huge spike of Warlocks and then a big dip for Hunters and a small dip for Titans on that day. Mm. And then it like sort of went back to where it was. And then Hunters have sort of just risen slowly throughout the season and Warlocks have just sort of declined a little bit, but they're on a, they're on a, little, a little uptick. Yeah, but it's it, it's just interesting to see that one that one anomaly and more or less uh yeah, more people play Hunter and Warlock than Titan, which I think we sort of do going into this. Yeah. So so maybe I mean yeah, so if there's you know twenty seven percent people playing Titan, 
give us our 10%, we're still less than hunters. But do we participate? Well, we'll see. Just he's just going to see how they actually do this throughout the throughout the three weeks, because the games does kick off on May third and runs till May twenty fourth. So, go get your gear ready and make your fire team proud, or don't. It's up to you. I think I will be playing as a warlock for the next three weeks because I want to give myself that added bonus of trying to win. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll probably bring my warlock into trials next week. I started with a week, but. I put my arc buddy on, and my my arc buddy is still my still my good friend. We had good times together. Now this is nothing against my Titan brethren. I'm going to get my Titan to fifteen sixty. I want to get him to the pinnacle power so I can check that node off my challenge list. Then I will just be playing warlock, you know, just to add more medals and um, laurels or whatever else I need to kind of bank to make the warlock supreme for so that I can win and make Respawn players a Titan exclusively for next season. Because that's going to be fun to watch. It really is. <laughs> the kicking, the screaming, especially when he finds out about the waiting. There's going to be more kicking, screaming. But did you know there's new ways to win with the Guardian Games this year, with the Guardian Games Cup parody? Ooh, tell me about the cup. Can I drink out of it? We don't get the cup. We weren't invited to play oh. with the cup. We we can watch other people play with cups. No, that sounds wrong. So with Guardian Games on the horizon, we're excited to see the three classes battle it out once more. But that doesn't mean that the games have to be limited to just in-game. Oh, nay, nay. We're very excited to announce that the Guardian Games Cup is happening at the same time. And it's a brand new out-of-game event that ups the ante a bit for a good cause. That's That's good. So what is the Guardian Games Cup, you may ask? Well... We're pretty community-focused here at Bungie, if you couldn't tell. So we thought it would be fun to task some hardcore Guardians with a hefty responsibility of shining a beacon for their classes. Which class will claim the podium's top spot? We'll have to wait and see, but Guardian Games Cup takes the anticipation and brings it into the real world with the help of some competition-loving creators. So from May 3rd to the May 24th, some of your favourite streamers will be teaming up around the world, a whopping 42 teams across 14 territories in total, duking it out to show why Titans are the best. And Which is also in the 12. Yeah, and Hunters are even better, Respawn. I'm putting it in there for you. Oh, wait. I can't say that. Uh, that's not me. That that's. I think it's Hippie that's written this. Yep. The top team will even win a custom digital piece by Gametrap. But why stop there? Guardian Games will be yet another amazing charity initiative with the Bungie Foundation. Because of that, there will be some prizes both in and out of Destiny 2 for participants to enjoy it when donations are made to direct relief. One of those prizes even includes a rad piece of artwork from the indescribably talented... Ferian? 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 Ferian Art? I've I've recognized those pieces they've featured him before. I recognize some of the some of the stuff he's done. And Gamma Trap is a guy who does all the work for Mylan Games, all of his stuff uh, for his channel. So very cool work. But we, we don't get that Gamma Trap. We don't get that stuff. That, that's for the top we teams. Don't. But we, we, which we, we are not. We might be able to get fairy and art stuff if we donate. So I guess they'll they'll tell us like you know details later. They were because they're like you can you can donate, but the, the where, how, what, who, and will there be a single person from the UK streaming for nineteen minutes to cheer for? Yeah, I, I think 
Jarv was on Last Word podcast this week, and he he didn't say anything. They said, "Oh, do you know about this?" And then they all went laughed and went, "Oh no, we can't <laughs> ask you any questions." So I think they obviously saw his face, and he was like, "Nope, I can't say anything." So <laughs> Jarv, maybe houndish. So yeah, not me. Yeah, I'm too little of a content creator. Anyway, a little more in-game weapon love is coming with next season. Love. I love weapons. Tell me. And because we are getting a buff with our machine guns next season, they thought they'd throw in a machine gun for everybody to love. Ooh. So with season 17, the ritual weapon availability will be ranking up with a heavy machine gun, Chain of Command. Like previous seasons, this reputationally driven reward will come with a unique ornament that depends on the vendor. So again, with this, you go in, you play your playlist, you get the weapon to drop, and then you have to replay the playlist or and each subsequent playlist if you want the ornament for each one. But they do have some really cool pictures of what it looks like in Gambit, what it looks like in Strikes, and what it looks like in Crucible. That's the other one. In the Crucible, it's called the Mandate Artillery Ornament, Gambit Insubordination Ornament, and the Vanguard is the Standard Regulation Ornament. For those itching for new playlist weapons, Crucible will be getting the Riptide Fusion, Gambit will be getting the Deadweight Shotgun, and Vanguards will get the Strident Whistle Bow. Uh, for Nightfalls, including both standard and adept versions, so this is quite cool, we have the Horrors Lease Pulse Rifle, which is amazing. Just, this is going to be amazing as, as an adept version. I, I tried to farm this in the Corrupted Nightfall, mm. and... I've only had two ever, two ever versions of it to drop, uh, and I've kept one because it was really cool. I think that was the first drop that I got was really cool, but I only ever got two to drop, so this is something I'm looking forward to. The DFA hand cannon, I'm not really a hand cannon, but I've seen a lot of people go, yay, the DFA hand cannon, amazing, yay. So, yeah. Uh, and finally, Charles of Osiris will get a new sidearm called Forgiveness and Burden of Guilt, which should be the new fusion rifle. And the Messenger Pulse Rifle and Shorera's Wrath will be leaving the Season 17 pool. So when they say that, and I'm sure I got this right last week, when they say that, and they said it last week, that means that they won't be available in three weeks' time when Season 17 drops. So you've got three or two weeks, because we've got an Iron Banner in between, to get your Messenger Pulse Rifle and your Shorera's Wrath uh, submachine gun. Yep, so take your if you're still farming for them, take your engrams, go visit Saint, yeah. focus them, hope you get the drop you want. And you can still cl- you can still claim those engrams the weekend that there is no trials because Iron Banner is up. You just can't play trials to earn any more engrams that weekend. Yeah. So again, this coming weekend, extra trials rank. Um, don't play it for the flawless, play it for the sake of earning engrams to try to farm these different weapons. Hmm. Season 16's weapons will be shifting over in the standard loot pools with Crisis Inverted Hand Cannon in the Crucible, the Herod C Auto Rifle in Gambit, and the Vanguard Shotgun Fortismo 11. And they'll have more to share in Season 17, closer to the launch date. So that's in the next three to arms, I guess. It's nice hearing a little bit, little bit about, yeah, just getting some information about what's happening with guns, what's coming, what's going. If you've already broken down 17,000 shotguns and Herod Seas, you can look forward to breaking down more because they're going to give them all, give you all of them. Mm. Not, not that I would be doing that, though. No, I've definitely kept all of those. You know what I missed last week, though? Because you weren't here. 
your smooth voice giving me a player support report? Well, I can't guarantee you a smooth voice. I can guarantee you a croaky, uh, a croaky, croaky voice. Like I sound like I've come from the deep with a squad of nine. So we do have a player support report. And they're going to tell us all about, uh, first off, the hotfix 4.4012. And really, I feel like we should maybe mention this last week's hotfix, but we'll do that after we tell you about the current, the newest hotfix, the hottest of fixing. So on Tuesday, May 3rd, so again, you know, basically when they're going to drop Guardian Games on us and reveal all the secrets of the API of what the Eververse store will hold, on 9 a.m., Destiny 2 maintenance begins. 45 minutes later, the game is brought offline. 15 minutes later, the patch rolls out. And hopefully an hour after that, maintenance completes. I say hopefully because it says 11 a.m. Pacific time. But you, you know these things take longer, especially with the new event rolling out. There could be issues. And friends, don't jump in the immediate second the game launches and be like, why is this not working? There could be something broken. There will likely be something broken. Video games are hard. So new hotfix, Guardian Game starts. The Broken Barrier Emblem has been added to the accounts for players who participated in the Festival of the Lost Armor Ornament vote for Team Monster vs. Team Mechs. So if you voted, your Broken Barrier Emblem should be there, available to you to put on. The known issues they're going to tell us about are attempting to cast Nova Pulse too soon after entering Nova Warp will cause the cast to fail. Casting Nova Pulse with low Nova Warp super energy may cause players to be removed from their super prior to the ability damage being dealt. So what I'm hearing is uh, be careful if you're Nova Pulsing it right there. Yeah. Your Antaeus Ward Titan exotic leg armor does not change glow color based on the equipped subclass. So it stays one. It doesn't change colors. Mm -hmm. Your weapons and your UI elements may not successfully load when players enter the PsyOps Battleground. So if you're playing uh, no HUD PSYOPs Battlegrounds all of a sudden, that's why. <laughs> those are all the issues they have to tell us about. They'll tell us about issues later because there's always some. Yeah. And then we have some fan movies and some fan art, which is really nice to go and look at if you're interested. Uh, we then have an update from the Ronald McDonald House um, from director Vanessa Kirby Broily. Just going over basically a thank you for raising a whopping 306,000 uh, for the Ronald McDonald house from uh, the Bungie foundation and some nice pictures of children enjoying a really scary clown behind them. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that equates to over 10,000 nights for family stay in a welcoming and safe environment where they can focus on their healing. So that's great. And then right at the bottom of the twab snuck right in at the bottom. Ooh is uh, next week there's going to be another Trials Labs and it'll be directly impacted by you because you'll be playing. Yeah, because you'll be playing apparently. So on May 3rd, players will receive an email from Bungie that will allow them to vote for which map that they'd like to see in the next rotation. On May 5th, the voting will close and the winning map will be revealed in next week's TWARB. So it's not as good as maybe in-game voting for maps, but it's getting there, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting they're using the email more. Now, I'm sure it's also just to get signed up to the email list and yeah. to have you know to have that avenue open, but it's interesting that they're building out 
the stuff out as emails versus in game. And this is yeah, the precursor to some of that. Or yeah, it's interesting. Um, and, and I think they heard you. They, somebody must listen to this podcast because somebody heard you complain about clicking on the wrong picture for voting for monsters and mechs. So they said mm-hmm. the voting poll mm-hmm. will look like this. You will click on the picture of the map <laughs> that you want to play next. And that will be the one that you vote towards the next featured battlefield, the Trials of Osiris. There you and go. And it give, looks like we've got Give the Vostok, dumb like me explanations. Vostok and I can't I can't remember the name of the other two. But there's the Mercury looking one and the Venus looking one. Anyway. You'll you'll know them when you see them, and you'll go, ah, oh, I hate that one. I don't want that one. Yeah, I, I'm looking at all three of these. Going, can I choose none of them? None of them are what I want to play on. Mm. But that's okay. Uh, they said they know emails are still an issue for some players, and we want you to know that we are looking into alternate ways to do some fun things like this in the future. In the meantime, there have been a few troubleshooting techniques that we have seen highly successful rates for. So feel so feel free to mosey on over here to learn more. Also. Just another small reminder, DMG is taking some much-deserved time off over the next few weeks, and we want him to be able to enjoy that time peacefully so he can fully rest and rejuvenate and ready to take on the world. If you need help, the rest of the community team and the official Bungie channels will be there to help. So basically stop badgering him on Twitter. Send it all to Hippie, send it all to Cosmo. So I don't think Dylan's going to be returning for the next three weeks probably not until the next season. So we've got to deal with Cosmo and Hippie if we want anything kind of shouted at or if Respawn wants to shout at anyone to get things done. He just shout, shout at them verbally anyways. And as he's not here, well, I'm going to have to shout at you verbally and tell you what's in his Respawn's report roundup. Guardian Games this week. Cosmo just wanted to let you know that they had to swap out the emblem or the emblem graphic that they showed off for the Guardian Games last week, which was the one which had the Guardian Games logo behind it and the symbol for three in Roman numerals. And they've changed it to the flag one, if you score in the top 10%. We can still get the one that's got the Guardian Games emblem and the three in the Roman numerals if you light all six platinum torches. Interesting. And I'm guessing that's you have to do like all six things that contribute towards platinum medals. Having a, a wild guess at that, that would be like do a raid, do a grandmaster, do competitive PvP like Trials of Osiris, strike scoring, things like that. Just six. Yeah, legendary battle uh, psionic. Yeah. Thing, battlegrounds. Also, Bungie Bulletin wants you to know that Bungie seems to be working on its internal game engine to support mobile platform releases. Hmm. Interesting. Also, uh, I I did see this in a couple of YouTube videos, but Bun- uh, Destiny Bulletin this week. Uh, just want to let people know that apparently the Trespasser, which is exotic sidearm from Destiny One, is returning next season. So when we went through all the different things that uh, all the different numbers last week in the Mega Twelve about the different damage, I think it was the damage numbers. There was a redacted at the bottom of the, the TWAB in English, but the Japanese version of it uh, hadn't been properly <laughs> redacted and they'd actually put the name of the trespasser in the Japanese version. And when you translated it, it came up with trespasser. They then changed it to redacted after somebody obviously found it. 
but it looks like that that's the returning weapon from Destiny 1, which is interesting. Oh, that's funny. And then you dropped a couple of um, Twitter posts, didn't you, from Destiny yeah. Tracker? Let's see, because someone was asking on Reddit about, uh, I'll never understand why the stag gets different resist values for PvE and PvP, gets different cooldowns when we're critically wounded in PvE PvP, but renewal grasps just got universally nuked across the game with no character. So the the Bungie armor lead, um, whose name I don't actually know, V V33N is their basically jumped in and, and actually gave a lot of, you know, a couple of paragraphs of detail. But the the important parts he was trying to basically say is the outgoing damage penalty applied to players by a renewal grasp dustfield grenade has been reduced from fifty to twenty percent, and that damage is unchanged against PvE targets. Basically, they're saying in PvE, it's really strong, and that's where they want it to be. But in PvP, you know, they're trying to not make it super powerful. Um, the change was a collaboration effort between armor abilities teams and the combat system teams. And basically, their goal for this is, I want my allies and I to be stronger within this zone of the Dustfield Grenade and the enemies to be weaker in this zone. So if you're curious, there's, you know, uh, you know four or five paragraphs of, like, deeper explanation about numbers and percentages and you know basically why we left the massive outgoing damage reduction in pve because it wasn't leading to any negative experiences but in pvp it was so that's why it's that's why the change was made to the renewal grasp versus stag and also just it gives some of their thinking about why they why they sort of touch things the way they do is if it's good in pve we don't really care if it's bad in, you know if it's good in pvp it needs to be sort of balanced as much as you can balance anything in this game so, before we go, I have a few tips, tricks, guys, and bills. Only a few. There's only three for you. And it's just a very interesting video. I came across a couple of very interesting videos this week. 360 Game TV uh, visited the tower this week and had a look in the Monuments to Lost Light and found, if you are missing any of your old ritual weapons, the ornaments are in there to purchase. If so if you've missed any from the last couple of seasons, Ooh. doesn't know whether it's a bug or not, but they're in there. Uh, go and have a look and see if you want to kind of reacquire those and check out the video if you want to have a look at that. Kimber Prime pointed out this week that the piercing bowstring uh, breaks the broadhead perk on the Wish Ender bow. So this is the exotic bow using the mod uh, to break barrier champions. It doesn't do the extra tick of damage because what it should do is it penetrates the, the enemies with the bow and it doesn't do that extra tick. So until they get that fixed... Uh, that's broken, but again, Kimber Prime put out a really interesting video this week for that. And finally, Grey Gaming has the Double Harmony Submachine Gun Titan Void 3.0 PvP loadout. Again, very interesting. And it may be one that I could rock in Iron Banner in the next couple of weeks. And one from me, you guys, I didn't realise this. I know we read it in the TWAB a couple of weeks ago, that there was a an item that you can go to the enclave and pick up it's called the relic tether and it's not actually where you go and craft it it's the that little bit to the side where you pick up quests and things so if you go down to the enclave go to the weapon thing it should be flashing up on your screen pick that up it goes in your collections and it basically tells you how much of the resonant elements that you're currently possessed so or currently you've got in your possession so that's helpful to see if you're looking at how many mutated and, and adronid elements that you've got. Anyway, for the rest of the season, if you don't care, don't worry about it. Don't pick it up. But it's something you can kind of look on in your um, consumables it goes in. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it actually gave us a place to see it like they should have to start with. But here we are. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things on the hotfix we got this week because it, it, it does make some bigger changes to things. So we did have the hotfix, yeah, 4011 drop this week on the 26th. Um, apparently, Hive Ghosts were granting more than one revive token in, act- in activities. They aren't anymore. Uh, your Grandmaster Lightblade and Birthplace of the Vile were not contributing towards your total conquest triumph. They fixed that. Uh, players were exiting the play area on Eternity and PvP. They've patched that. There will be six other places to patch it probably. In Gambit, if uh, killing the Envoys were not dropping the Primeval Shield or you were not getting a Primeval after banking 100, both of those have been fixed. Your Syntheseps, they fixed an issue where the Bionic Enhancement perk prevented shattering an encased player with an uncharged melee. Uh, Renewal Grasps, as we've sort of talked about briefly already, while equipped, they now increase the base cooldown of the Dustfield Grenade from 62 to 152 seconds, and the outgoing damage against players has been reduced from 50 to 20%. PB, it's still the same. Again, we'll link the, the Reddit article where the, where the weapon lead talks about uh, you know all the details behind that change. Uh, they fixed an issue where the Summoner Auto Rifle on Saint-14's rank reputation is missing the Masterwork. So if you've ranked up and gotten that reward, the Masterwork uh, should be there now. It just didn't have one before. This is where we also got a number of the ability changes. Your Offensive Bulwark Void Aspect now grants 60% less bonus grenade energy regeneration in PvP game modes. And your Titan Barricade's base cooldown with the Bastion Void Aspect is now 82 seconds up from 53 seconds. And this matches the recharge rate of the Warlock's Rift. So they, the Rift and the Barricade now recharge at the same rate using this. Your Skip Grenade Impact Damage is reduced from 8 to 4. Your Skip Grenade Tracking Strength now begins to decrease after a second down from 50% Strength after 3 seconds. Your Axiom Bolt base cooldown is increased from 91 to 152 seconds. And your Whisper of Chains now provides 15% damage resistance against players when near a stasis crystal, down from 25%, unchanged in PvE. And they just fixed a number of stability and crashes. So they've also reduced the text spam throttle to allow more messages to be sent by a player before receiving the you're getting messages too quickly message, which I wouldn't know because I turned text messages off like the first week when I started seeing unrelated conversations come across my Xbox screen that I was not participating in and did not need to see. So, uh, sorry if you've been trying to text chat me. I have not seen it since, like, week one of when we had text chatting on the Xbox. Yeah, but the big thing is about the the Titan Titans getting the the reworks on their aspects I wanted to mention, and also just the renewal grasp, the synthesis fix, and just the other handful of things. It's always good to know when Budgie does tweak the, tweak the refresh rates of our grenades and things because you're expecting it to be up at a certain time and it's not there and then you feel very foolish throwing nothing at the enemy. Cool. And I think that's it. I Unless think we have anything it. else. We, we didn't have a Hunter Master Rager jumping in and distract us, so you got a pretty cool show there. I thought for sure we, we'd have more, but, you know, we don't. So thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody of Night Demon and no one responds in real life. Your lore scribe is not ARF. You should email the show at 2titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. We're on Twitter at 2titans underscore hunter. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at 2titans and a hunter. You know how search works, right? You, you can find us at this point. Find all your favorite guardians standing in the tower, collecting moats, remembering PvP exists, and uh, earning all the great guardian games tokens and uh, beautiful glows on their armor so they can dance in the tower and say, pretty I am. I'm prettier than you. 
You should listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Watch the show on YouTube. And uh, like Nightdemon said last week, Respawn needs no more of your Titan tips. He might need you to play a certain class to help him win the bet for Guardian Games, so stay tuned for that. And uh, as a reminder, actually, no, as a, not a reminder, if you haven't submitted your epic fail to the contest at this point, you're done. It's over. You missed it. If you're listening to this show, uh, yeah, because it is now the 30th of April, and um, it's now the 30th of April, your time is over. So you can still join us at discord.frozen.party, that's frozen with a zero, and come in and say hello. But you can no longer enter the contest, and we'll have to go through the massive pile of entries and, uh, yeah, figure out who is who is the best failure of fails. And uh, I think we might be doing that next week, so... Yeah, maybe that'll be the whole show next week, just looking maybe. at everybody who failed and laughing at no, them. Bungie's going to give us something big. <laughs> Soulless 3.0, probably. Yeah. Well, until next week, Night Demon, uh, tell the good people whatever you need to tell them, or tell them goodbye. Deuces! Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Yeah, um, I'm fine. Just, I'm always, I don't know if, it, if it's this room, it's just dusty. <laughs> Maybe I should open a window. A thick layer of dust across everything. Yeah, if I open windows though, the spiders come in. I don't want spiders in there. <laughs> Are there are, are there spiders just lurking outside your windows in the UK? Are yeah. they just waiting for you, like they looking are. at you? They do rubbing rubbing their little legs together, going, "If you just open the window." Yeah, it's nice and warm in there. We're going there. <laughs> Did not know. Good to know. <laughs>